Welcome to the Wicked Radio Network. Welcome to Shot of History. Fill me with your knowledge, Traco. Fill me. Come on, guys. Stop ruining things with your semen, okay? <laughs> Welcome back to uh, Shot of History, where the shots go down smooth and the history hits you hard. Uh, this week, we're still switching some some things up a little bit. Uh, we have Mr. Devin is our uh, lead historian this week. <sighs> Dan Draco. <laughs> he has been bit by the history bug, and uh, it has spread all over him. <laughs> <laughs> I got this weird rash and some hives. <laughs> Ladies, beware. <laughs> it burns when he pees now. <laughs> Well, that was before this. So. <laughs> I can't blame that on the history. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah. Um, so this week he'll be doing the history stuff, and I will be the color man, Portly Trike. And with me... <laughs> I'm Stephanie. <laughs> Still Stephanie. Yeah, just, that's it. That's all I ever am. Yeah. <laughs> and apparently I am the historian Big Dev. <laughs> yeah. I have no credentials. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, this but you have all the bullet points. Yeah, so I have yeah. all the bullet points. You're like the most prepared out of all of us. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, continuing on last week's theme, uh, I'm going to talk some more medicine in the war. Um, and this week's uh, topic is uh, Charles Valadier, who is an, uh, a French American dentist. Um, and last week's uh, character, Charles Gill- or Harold Gillies, sorry, not Charles, Harold Gillies. Um, the father of Switcheroo. Yeah, the father of Switcheroo. <laughs> he, uh, he paid tribute to uh, Charles in, a, in his 19, uh, I believe it's 46 book called The, the Principles and Art of Plastic Surgery, um, who Ralph Millard wrote most of because we talked about him having kind of a fishing problem, <laughs> which I guess if you're going to have a problem, fishing's probably the best one to have. Yeah, it's not like, you know, gambling or dueling yeah. or, you yeah. know, hunting 300,000 things. heroin <laughs> or cocaine. <laughs> um, so uh, Gillies says this of uh, Charles uh, Valadier. He says uh, in, and I'm going to murder this name, Bologna. I'm, I'm guessing because it was Bologna. French. <laughs> it's not. It's not. It's not spelled baloney. <laughs> it's uh, it's B-O-U-L-O-G-N-E. Baloney. Yeah, we'll, we'll go with baloney. It. It's baloney. <laughs> so in baloney, there was a great fat man with sandy hair and a florid face, who had equipped his Rolls Royce with a dental chair, drills, and necessary heavy metals. The name like of the best pimped out right <laughs> Yeah. The name of this man, whose high brown riding boots carried a polish equal to the glitter of his spurs, was Charles Valadier. So he had a Rolls Royce pimped out with like a dentistry thing and, and riding some heavy boots. metal bands, and yeah. he had like riding boots with spurs on him like a cowboy. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> uh, he toured about until he had filled with gold all the remaining teeth in the British GHQ. <laughs> so he's he's. Giving shit to the British Army, saying like, "Well, you know, these motherfuckers are like from West Virginia. <laughs> They've got like maybe six teeth between the all the the total of them." <laughs> um, so he's then he goes on. He says, uh, "With the general, 
general strapped in his chair, he convinced them of the need of a plastic and jaw unit. And one was set up near in the lovely little town of uh, Waimaru, I'm guessing. Another, yeah, Waimaru. We'll, we'll go that with that. That's really great. Yeah, I'm, I'm not good at the... Waimaru. I'm not good at the French, okay? <laughs> the Roman? The Roman. Yeah. <laughs> the Roman, on the other hand. Um, so, and he continues, uh, I was invited... I was invited by Valadir, which we know from last week he was like kind of thrust upon Valadir because he couldn't practice surgery by himself, um, <laughs> to accompany him in his, uh, to assist in his initial incision. Uh, the credit for establishing the first plastic and jaw unit, which so facilitated the later progress of plastic surgery, must go to the remarkable linguistic talents of the smooth and genial Sir Charles Valadier. So the whole time he's like paying tribute to this guy. He's like, well, fuck this guy. <laughs> like, I'm the father of modern plastic surgery. But yeah, uh, Charles Valadier, uh, he's, he was born of a, an American a pharmacist and a and I believe his mother was a French actress. Um his his dad kind of dies early on um and it, his mom convinces him to move back to France. And uh at the time he doesn't have any formal training as a dentist. Sweet. Uh but he wants to do something. So he goes and he becomes a he becomes a dentist, but he never gets any training as a like a certified dental surgeon. And that's why uh, we get Gillies kind of thrust upon him to actually v assist in these surgeries. Um, but, he, you know, Valadir, he, he's, he's known throughout his history as being kind of like this, this guy that just kind of comes up with these ideas out of nowhere. Um, he actually, during the war, he develops this thing called, that becomes known as the fire engine. And he, he's the first guy to kind of recognize that uh, wounds need to be flushed constantly. Otherwise, you know, Infection. disease is going to set. Yeah, disease yeah. is going to set in. Yeah. Um, so what he does is he goes out and he finds these like 55-gallon drums. And he puts water in them and he heats them up to boiling to drive off any bacteria or whatever. And he sews uh, irrigation tubes into guys' wounds. And... So then he hooks up to this 55 gallon drum and then he puts a bicycle pump on. Oh like, so there's this motherfucker riding this bike hooked up to this drum that's actually flushing these wounds with, with clean water to, to irrigate the area and, and flush out all of this. That is so weird. I've never heard of that. Yeah. Yeah. He like, he comes up with all these different things. Like, so he's the idea man. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's kind of, he's kind of the, the hype guy that it kind of comes up with the like oh you're going to you're going to do this but i really want to do it and he kind of <laughs> he's always getting shut down by the military like every turn he makes like they're all they're all like oh, fuck i mean he's not really like the french don't want him a part of their red cross at all because he's <laughs> not a french national his mother's french but his dad's american so they're like oh, he's not really one of us so he so he ends up signing up with the british red cross and that's where like his whole history takes place but his history kind of gets lost because there's just records get lost throughout time and mm -hmm. there's a library fire like you know as as happens as we've learned <laughs> yeah, previously shit just gets lit on fire yeah. all the time like if you're going to keep record 
apparently don't keep him in a library. <laughs> no. But no. yeah, you know, later in life, he becomes like the, the lead of the American Dental Association in France. Um, but like his whole time there gets lost in this library fire. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so, you know, libraries he, are unsafe children. You yeah, go there. Yeah. Uh, if you want to get burnt, yeah, so I guess that's probably <laughs> the place to go. Um, yeah, so, you know, he. He tries to sign up during the war. He tries to sign up for the, the French Red Cross. They won't have him because he's not a national. Uh, so he decides to go sign up with the British. Um, and he establishes a 50-bed uh, unit for the, the British for plastic surgery. And uh, he does this all of his own money. Like, his mom leaves him a shit ton of money. So he, he pays... Hey, yeah. He pays... <laughs> He pays to furnish this whole entire unit. He makes his own dentistry tools. Uh, he And, you know, as Gillies calls out, he actually, with his own money, converts his limo, uh, this Rolls-Royce limo, into a mobile dentistry unit. He actually awesome. does put a, a dentist chair in there. He, you know, kind of drives around the front line to, to help people. Dentists, <laughs> yeah. roll out. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, yeah. that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's, he's a super, like, bizarre guy. He just, like, he, this whole, you know, he was completely devoted to helping people with jaw injuries. Um, and there's, and I can't remember the guy's name and I didn't put it down, but you know, at one point in time, um, this guy comes in and he's only got a few bone fragments left of his jaw and, uh, Valadir puts pins and whatnot in his jaw to like, try to make a jaw of what's left. And he discovers like the bone kind of is rebuilding itself. And he kind of does the same technique that's used now to in increase leg length of, of little people. <laughs> AKA midgets <laughs> um, where they like break the leg bone and then like over time elongate it and allow the bone to grow in between the breaks. Mm -hmm. Well, he kind of hap just kind of happens across this in this guy's jawbone. Like he continues to grow out this guy's jawbone by like not allowing the bone to ever completely heal. But the, the material kind of builds up there and over time, eventually he actually pretty much creates a whole jawbone by, elongating the what's left of the guy's jaw sweet yeah and the um, guy became jay leno yeah the guy became jay leno eventually yes and he lived forever yes um so uh you know he had you know he was super super ingenuity you know he had like this huge ingenuity of on you know, okay, we're going to do, we're going to do this to this guy. We're going to do this to this guy. You know, we're going to, we're going to build jaws. We're going to, you know, initially he was saying that, um, you know, we got to save jaws. Yeah. I mean, we're the dude, this. the dude, that's exactly <laughs> what he wanted to do. Like he, like when a guy come in with a, a fractured jaw, if part of it was missing, there was nothing that Valadier wouldn't do to rebuild this guy's jaw. And it, like, part of it was, you know, he thought, well, you know, psychologically initially it was he was thinking like people were having problems of coping later on in life because of not having um uh, a, a regular job. looking yeah face. yeah look, yeah like you know yeah like, but like he, i have no job yeah <laughs> eventually you know i mean they kind of figure like out this. Uh, a british accent yeah eventually <laughs> they figure out it's like ps ptsd but yeah you know uh you know valadir that's that's he dedicates his whole life during this period 
to just helping guys rebuild what they've lost. I feel like Devin's taking us to another level right now. He's <laughs> taking us to like a very serious place. He's like, this man dedicated his life yeah, he did. to Jaws, man. Well, and it's funny because towards the end of the, you know, Towards the end of the war, he basically gets fired like Milton uh, from Office Space. <laughs> like, like they're like, oh, no. uh, "Hey man, uh, we're gonna need you to move your office. Uh, <laughs> we need you to re- move your Rolls Royce." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, he. Uh, so, so what ends up happening is, uh, you know, the Brits just fire him, but they never really tell him he's fired. No. They just, they just the constantly, the well, they just constantly they just are downsizing what they'll allow him to do until they, they're like, they hope he just kind of goes away. And then somebody finally realizes that they're like, oh, this is kind of a shit thing to do to this guy. <laughs> so in, in 1920, uh, he actually gets, uh, the night common, uh, he becomes a night common de- uh, commander, excuse me, of, of the British empire. Yeah, commandeer. I'm drunk. I'm sorry. <laughs> he becomes the knight commander of the British Empire, and is, is He's just going around commandeering stuff. Yeah. Well, he he may have. It's possible. Yeah. So he becomes the knight commander of the British Empire, and he's given the insignia of the order uh, by the British ambassador in 1920. However, oh god, because he's not an actual British national. He can't receive any of these accolades. Oh, so they're like, well, we're going to give you this shit. Um, except, yeah, we're not really going to give it to you. <laughs> um, and, there, you know, after that, like, he kind of disappears off the map. There's nothing really ever heard of him after that. He kind of... It is a walk of shame, right? He, well, yeah. <laughs> hey, we're going to give you these awards, right. but you can't actually have them. Right, yeah. He, <laughs> He's carrying his high heels as he's walking down, like, the dormitory hallway. That's awesome. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I think, really I think what ends up happening is he just, he, you know, he, he kind of feels defeated. He's like... <laughs> Well, I did all this awesome shit, but you guys are like fucking me every time I turn around. <laughs> so kind yeah. of like you know marble statues. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah with the the semen stains. <laughs> um, but yeah, he uh, he kind of he disappears to history. Like he does some things. You know, he becomes the the American dentistry associate of, of France and and this. But like after after the war, he kind of disappears. And he's he's one of the the great surgeons of World War One that nobody knows of, and you know he does all this kind of crazy shit of like oh you know we need to irrigate these wounds. He and... should have done he should have done penises and vaginas seriously. Well, I mean, penises and vaginas. I mean, I'm sure if he would have figured out how to put a dick on a jaw, he, he probably would have made <laughs> well, I lots of money. Well, a dick on a jaw. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, like, <laughs> like permanently try to go, uh, like, weld it there. <laughs> I don't want to walk around with you humping my face constantly. <laughs> yeah, awesome. I'm just saying it from Devin's face. It's thrusting away. <laughs> Um, but yeah. I thought I thought this was sad before, and like, I just heard that. And I'm like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> um. So yeah, that's that's all I got on Charles to to wrap kind of this my bit of historianship up. But yeah, awesome. he's. I- I think he's wearing like cowboy spurs and stuff, and, like rolling around. In yeah, Rolls it's Royce. it's funny because Gillies was giving him shit for the Rolls Royce, and Gillies was driving around to Bentley, like everywhere. <laughs> that was his daily driver. Oh, okay. So shut the hell up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, he did art, so you know he's 
He's sensitive. <laughs> yeah. It's very sensitive. <laughs> but yeah, so that's, that's, uh, I mean, there's a lot more. Uh, and I think Steph has some stuff on the Canary Girls from the I war. I do, actually. I mean, just a little bit. I, mostly I just have like a bunch of random uh, stuff. If you guys are okay with random <laughs> some stuff. Some random stuff? At this point, this show's like not we... about random things. <laughs> I mean, we never get off on tangents. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, since you mentioned uh, the, the Canary Girls, um, there's a lot of women joining the workforce in World War One. obviously. Yep. A lot of men were going to fight in the war, so uh, jobs had to get done, yeah. and mm. women had to do them. So This is before um, Rosie the Riveter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they worked with TNT, and apparently when they were working with the dynamite, it turned their skin and pretty much everything else yellow. Yeah, they, they uh, were infected with toxic jaundice. Um, and actually yeah. TNT itself actually does, is yellow and that's part of how they become yellow. <laughs> <laughs> I stood too close to some TNT. Yeah. Well, I up to work tomorrow. I'm sorry. Yeah. I there's a really whole, there's a whole TNT. history of women in the workforce and like, like one girl, she gets her, her whole entire uh, scalp ripped off because she got too close to a piece of uh, rotating machinery. Mm, um, yeah. So, so she, her whole skull gets ripped off or well, not skull, but the scalp and uh, you know, people losing you know, like these women losing fingers, which nobody made a real big deal of when it was guys <laughs> that was happening right, to. Yeah. Like, oh my God. Yeah. Well, she's going to be a, spinster for the rest of her life she's never gonna get married (laughs) yeah but uh yeah like them going into the workforce and the canary girls and you know it kind of happened to a certain extent because uh women used to do uh they used to make matchsticks and there was a they got sulfur poisoning but you know that's kind of also one of those things it's like well nobody really talks about it because it happened to women (laughs) (laughs) exactly it's like a a normal thing that happens to one gender or the other it's fine yeah yeah but as soon as it's not normal anymore then (laughs) right right what the hell yeah outrage all these guys are turning yellow we need osha (laughs) (laughs) which uh might have been implemented because of all the horrible things oh yeah back in the day well, it, it, I'm sure it didn't take take off until like after World War Two. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All those all those things probably didn't get in, you know instilled. Like, oh, we need a safer workforce. Oh, all the guys are coming back; they can work. No, no big deal. <laughs> Nobody cares anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Let them get scalped. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Exactly. It's not a big deal. Um, but yeah, like, and women were working like in uh, like making munitions. Um, and but one of the things like women were already working before World War One. Yeah. Um. I mean, it wasn't as common. I think it went up about. Uh, 10 well, they went they went into more fields that were considered male fields. Right. Which yeah. and like like working at train stations, like even yeah. taking tickets, apparently was like a man's job. I'm like, really? A woman couldn't take. Well, tickets? there's no kitchen nearby. No one makes sandwiches. What the hell? <laughs> uh, but yeah, like the. Uh, the workforce went up, I think, about between ten and fifteen percent. Yeah. Uh, during World War One, and which is weird because it caused um, the need for like housekeepers and um, like nannies to rise because women were going to work mm-hmm. and they had nobody to watch their kids and take right. care of their home, so they had to hire other women <laughs> to come into their homes and do their job. Like, how screwed up is that? Right. You're right. going to work to like you know 
make money and take care of your kids and stuff and make sure your you know husband has a home to come home to and you have to pay somebody else to come in and do your dirty yeah. work. Ugh, that's rough. Yeah, that would it's, be it's, it's like a terrible. Lose, lose is what I'm thinking. Now it's just, you know, commonplace. <laughs> and now I work and I clean my house. Yeah, exactly. So, you know. Oh, you're old enough to take care of yourself. Just stop whining. <laughs> <laughs> You can live in filth. It's not a big yeah. deal. <laughs> Just don't call Child Protective Services, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I don't have any kids, so I don't have to worry about it. Well, like, if I go. live in my own filth, yeah. it's okay. Yeah. You know, People just like, kind of be like... Really? Yeah, like, we're not going to come over your house. Yeah. kind of gross. Do we but... really have to go over there? <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, I actually do clean my house. Yeah. I just have a very... Well, Trico only cleans his house when we come over, yeah. so... Oh, it's super thoughtful, right? Yeah. And it turns yeah. his wife on. She told me today. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, he, yeah. Somebody's you got lucky the You tonight. got the nicknameless move going on. Uh-huh. <laughs> Cleaning the No yeah. awkward boners for Trico tonight. <laughs> well, hey, baby, I cleaned the house. You want to... <laughs> How about I get in that butt? <laughs> <laughs> It'll still be an awkward boner, though. Yeah. Like, how about I clean the house? Come on. Yeah. I said that earlier. Yeah. Was, you know, not as you know tired and over right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm less turned on now. <laughs> like you're gonna have to do it like several days in a row. <laughs> Can you keep it clean? Yeah, that's the truth. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to hear about Trico's boners. <laughs> yeah, like always. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. You said you had some weird facts. Yeah, yeah. I do. Give me, give me a second. Let me. Uh, I have a lot of them. Check actually. out the notes here. There's a lot. Luckily, you had a, a highlighter for me. <laughs> okay, that one. You. Oh, oh, this is. Okay, this is really weird. This is just like a weird medical fact. Um, there's a Hungarian soldier named Paul um, who had uh, damage to his frontal lobe, which resulted in him being unable to fall asleep. I remember reading about that. Like yeah. he went on for years, never being able to fall asleep. He lived four years with yeah. no sleep. And I mean, I guess with the, their medical, um, they didn't have like the same kind of machines we have now where they can read brain waves and right, right, see right. if your brain actually um, goes into some yeah, kind yeah. of a, a sleep mode. So yeah. he probably had some kind of like downtime right, right, in right. his brain. He wouldn't have lived that long. But they don't know how it even happened. He just never slept <laughs> for years and he lived. Well, I mean, I kind of get by with that. <laughs> I'm just like constantly sitting there at work like, man, I wish I had some more sleep. Somewhere <laughs> Josh Warner's like four years. That ain't yeah. Uh, <laughs> Josh Warner's just like, fuck that guy. <laughs> Do we do we want to talk about Hitler's mustache? Yeah. You mean the fact that he used to have a full mustache, and because of the use of gas, he trimmed like, it down. Okay, you can't put the gas mask on. You gotta cut your mustache. Yeah. Thank God for chemical warfare in World War One, <laughs> because <laughs> if it wasn't for that, no mustaches. <laughs> We but, no no pens no like uh, comb mustaches anymore. Yeah, they just never would have done it. Yeah, yeah. Everybody just would have had like mustaches out to here for like yeah, yeah. Like, 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 like handlebar mustaches. They look like a second smile. Yeah, yeah. Your face. Like once it gets past, you know, once it gets to the smile lines, we're okay. <laughs> if you want to just do under the nose, no good. 
<laughs> yeah, that's it is no longer a thing that can be done. Yeah, yeah. I'm so, I'm so Hitler glad. Ruined it. Hitler I mean, ruined the uh, the comb mustache. <laughs> Uh, well, not that it was like a really good look anyway. I mean, come on, it, it was. It, it, it looked, hey, if it, it weren't for Hitler, Hitler, I would rock the comb mustache. Oh, you would not. <laughs> Lies. With my with my little bit of chin hair that I can grow. <laughs> uh, we were talking earlier about uh, writers who yep. were involved in uh, in World War One, mm-hmm. and then um, so the author of Sherlock Holmes, or author Arthur, I said author. Wow. Awesome. <laughs> I'm not as drunk as Deb is, but apparently I'm I can't drunk. enunciate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, um, he tried to enlist in World War One when he was like 55. Ah, uh, yeah. And he was just like, I'm in my prime. I can I'm still awesome. kick ass. <laughs> like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go fight. I'm sturdy. <laughs> I'm like, dude, you probably need like naps five times a day. Like, no, you're fine. Yeah. Just stay at home, write books. Right. right. Watch my black. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if Matlock was a thing then, that would have happened. I'm yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I I'd be watching Matlock right now, to be honest with yeah. you. Well, and there was uh, you know, uh talks of the the generals at the time being kind of like Nancy boys because they wouldn't uh follow the soldiers up and over the top. And uh, <laughs> apparently really that, that it was that wasn't the case. Like they wanted to go over and over the top, but there was actually rules made to actually prevent them from doing that. Like, they had no choice but to stay behind in the trenches. <laughs> yeah, it was... There's There was a lot of rules made for no apparent reason. <laughs> no well, trial and error, maybe? Yeah, like, yeah. Maybe well, the, uh, you know, the, the, the famous... You know, they, they sang Christmas carols the, mm-hmm. the first year the war broke out. Yeah. And then the next year, there was a law made that for... That strictly forbid the singing of Christmas carols between the trenches. Well, yeah, and they came out and they actually played um, a game of soccer. I think yeah, it was yep. together. I mean, the, or the, football. Is or it yeah, football. Footy. <laughs> it's soccer. Yeah, I'm not from there. It's soccer. Yeah. But yeah, it they... involves tackling motherfuckers. Just yeah, saying. but you actually use your feet in soccer. I get it. I get it. <laughs> So, it's, it's it's football. It's more football than football. It might be, but you don't know. <laughs> anyway. But yeah, there was a bunch of stupid rules like that made just for this war. So people wouldn't, uh, well, apparently generals wouldn't get themselves killed. And, you know, we can't have camaraderie between the trenches. Yeah. You know, if you're going to take a night off from killing each other, like, isn't that a good thing? Yeah. Like, we just have this one night. Okay. Well, you know, we can't humanize people. That'd be yeah. retarded. Oh, yeah. Because it's so much harder to kill them. Yeah. When you have to. Exactly. He's like, I'm not paying you guys to sing Christmas carols. Yeah. <laughs> Get back this to This ain't no other. Charles Dickens story. <laughs> yeah. Get back to work. <laughs> so uh, we just, we have Jack joining the podcast yes. right now. He's wondering where his uh, shadow whiskey is. Yeah. He does look a little concerned. Yeah. You motherfucker's been drinking down here this whole time. I you got... never asked me yeah. once, not even <laughs> once, if I wanted to join in. Jack is Trico's cat, just in case you're wondering. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like a gimp or anything in the basement. It's a cat. <laughs> it's not what he calls the statue. Down there. Uh... The gimp statue. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Redyard Kipling urged his son who was basically blind, mm-hmm. to uh, join World War One? 
He just and wanted to get him picked off. Him down. I'm like, no, no, you can't see. You know, <laughs> you're, you're kind of suffering from blind. You're suffering from the blind. The blind. So he eventually, um, his father, uh, who was the writer of the Jungle Book, yep, um, used his connections and got him into the war. His, <laughs> you know, his 18 year old son. His face got blown off. Well, he didn't see that coming. Yeah. He didn't see it coming. <laughs> and that's not even a joke either. It's like he just yeah. didn't. It just it happened. I, I feel like I've lost face my off. face. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, my face feels kind of funny. <laughs> no, no, you're what, fine. What just happened? Yeah. <laughs> what just happened? It doesn't say that he died. It just says that his face got blown off. So yeah. I don't know like the level of seriousness, but... I'm, yeah, you urge your almost blind son to go to the war. Oh, be a man. Yeah. You're Soak fine. It no. Walk, Walk it, it off. off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it always comes yeah. back to walking it off. Walk off that blindness, son. You'll be fine. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, well, speaking of authors, uh, we've got the uh, Hugh Lofting. Mm-hmm. He, uh, while he was in the trenches, um, he didn't want to expose his children to the actual horrors of war. So he wrote letters home to his children talk, uh, about a doctor who could talk to animals, and that was actually the creation of Dr. Doolittle. Mm-hmm. He did a lot of the writing after the war, but uh, that's originally where the idea came from. That's where it all, it all started, yeah. from the horrors of war. <laughs> what a good dad. Yeah, what a great... <laughs> good job, dad. What a great dad. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like... Writing home. Oh my god! I just saw like eight dead bodies. It was horrible. Let so, me describe each one yeah. in horrific detail so I can yeah, except for, you for life. Except for now, it'd be like I'm gonna take an Instagram picture of this. Yeah. <laughs> Daddy, how's the war? Yeah, dead bodies. Ha ha ha. <laughs> Daddy, how's the war going? Some blind dude got his face shot off. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's kind of funny. That's... Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, apparently, they used to use Kleenex as uh, like the brand of tissue Kleenex mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the, the filters for the gas masks. I thought that was weird. Before, after they were pissing all over shirts to uh, use as gas mask material. Um, it does not say. It just says they, they were used during World War One. Mm. Interesting. Maybe they yeah. were pissing on the Kleenex. I don't know. They, they <laughs> I mean, because that was like uh, the French army had a gas mask that the it was called the Duck Bill. And it was actually just like a burlap sack that you pissed on and then put on your face to uh, filter out the gas. Uh, yeah. Who knew that urine and burlap? Yeah, well, get rid of the gas. I mean, I, yeah, I'm a chemist and I didn't even know that. There's a lot of bodily fluids on this world. Wasn't there some with sperm? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah there was actually. Oh. Uh, there's so always many something. uses for sperm. Yeah, there's always Cre- creation of universes. Creating universes. Mm-hmm. Um, so during World War One, um, the British intelligence they use semen as invisible ink. <laughs> I still find it amazing because it's pretty visible. Like, <laughs> my uh, my blankets can attest to this. <laughs> like I don't know if you know this or not, He's but like, eventually, semen. Eventually, that shit gets crusty. Crusty <laughs> <laughs> invisible ink on this paper. Boys, if we want to win this war, you're going to need to jack off into this cup. <laughs> Boy, I'm going to need your semen. Huh. And then I'm going to make some disappearing ink. <laughs> Get me my jizz quill. <laughs> that was the biggest snort ever. I'm so sorry. Because 
in my cold. Uh, I, yeah. There's, I have a lot of things going on in my nose right now. Oh my god. Uh, that was good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, actually, uh, that is that is time. We Sweet. did we did it again. Yeah. Oh my god. Every we, time we like finish a show, I'm so like amazed by us. I'm like, uh, we did a whole half yeah. hour. I still have like 50 more bullet points on like the theater of war. And like the guns and and yeah, concrete I ships and too, but you know eventually you have to eventually you know, the, we have to go home. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently the French were completely useless. <laughs> <laughs> like they have been in every war since World War One. <laughs> I mean, when your when your tactic is I give up, <laughs> you're probably not the greatest fighting uh, force in in the world. Probably. Not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so that's a that's a show. Sweet. Yeah, we end almost every show with uh, penises or semen. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, as you do. Yeah. <laughs> that's our finishing move. Yeah. <laughs> Penis. <laughs> <laughs> it's like our Hidukin. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> Penis. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> Well, I'll just watch you two yell yeah. penis at each other. That'll be entertaining. Uh, that'll be a thing for afterwards now. Like, penis! <laughs> Finish him. Penis! <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, we're getting off track again. <laughs> so it's, is it at that time? It's, it's I, that I time. It's that time. <laughs> time to pop out the plugs. What do we got, Stephanie? Um... I would like to plug uh, Paul Gorey, who's an artist, who's working on my book, and he's uh, he's working hard on it right now, and I appreciate it, so thank you. Um, and uh, the Waystation Podcast at podcastdetroit.com with me and Megan, and uh, Drunk Dorks Podcast and website, which I'm also involved with, uh, at drunkdorks.com. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, as always, I'll plug... Wicked Radio Network. Um, I'll plug Snake Oil Comics. <laughs> um, and uh, by the time this show releases... <laughs> yeah, I should be on the, the show called Essence of Man, which is uh, another 30-minute show, 30-ish minutes, uh, where a couple of buddies from college sit around and attempt to be manly and uh, fail miserably. <laughs> So if you're into bears, yeah. you're going to want to tune into this well, show. Well, I'm pretty much the only bear on yeah. that show. <laughs> the rest of them, I wouldn't even classify them as otters. <laughs> oh, <awesome>. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and uh, Koi's Comics, because Steve allows us to record Snake Oil Comics for that. Steve sucks. Yeah, well, he only carries the best in Marvel and DC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's all I got. All right, this week I will plug, um, let's see, uh, there's an Egyptologist um, named Eric Wells. He does a podcast called Eric's Egypt. It's really good and um, like really good info on, on Egypt, so I'll plug that. And I will plug the guy that does our website, uh, MI Consultant. Um, he does our website. He's really good at websites. So if you need one done, he can knock it out for you. And I'm um, still reading this book. It's taken a long time. Um, 
Um, Reading is hard. Yeah. It's very hard. <laughs> this words. book's got no pictures. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How am I supposed to take up most of these words? <laughs> uh, it's a book by Jay Atkinson. Um, it's called Massacre on the Merrimack. It's really awesome. It's set during the Revolutionary War or Revolutionary period, uh, colonial period. Um, and it's pretty sweet. It's an interesting read. I haven't made much progress since last time I plugged it. <laughs> Because I've been doing research. <laughs> you know, give or take four weeks. Yeah. <laughs> and creating some universes. And it takes a lot of my time. So, um, but yeah, uh, it's a real awesome book. I suggest you check it out. And uh, also, um, there's a drink I've been trying. Um, it's uh, Dead World's uh, Zombie Soda. It's really good. Uh, a lot of different flavors. And I recommend... For you know, I recommend everyone try it for all their soda needs. Yeah, <laughs> you sounded so enthusiastic about that. <laughs> like, there's this, there's this pop I've been drinking. It's really good. It's, it's so well. I mean, he said it basically like Gary would say. It. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's there's this soda. It's out there in the world, but uh... <laughs> some people like it. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> you know what? I don't need your approval. <laughs> I don't need your approval, yeah. man. Flips the table, yeah. walks away. <laughs> Uh, I, I believe you can get it at Kmart's. Yeah, it's available at a lot of places. Um, I order mine direct because I'm always at comic conventions, so yeah. I buy it right from the comic table. When when Gary is allowed to sell it to you. Yeah, when he's allowed to sell it to me. <laughs> Sometimes the wife stops him. She's like, you're not allowed to sell it to me. But, uh, um, she intervenes. Yeah. <laughs> no! <laughs> Enough sugar for you. I'm going to be up all night. Um, so, yeah, uh, I think it's available at Kmart and... Uh, One Stop. One Stop. Um, um, there's a couple of places. Yeah, it's a... probably better just to follow Dead World Soda on Twitter and then go yeah. to their website yeah. and actually look up where you can find it. Yeah, definitely. Check them out on the website. I'd say you could get it from Koi's, but... Uh, oh, Steve sucks. Yeah, Steve sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Steve sucks so bad. <laughs> um, there's a comic store in Dayton where you can buy it. It's uh, Bells, Candles, and Comics. I went in there one time. I'm like, dude, they got Dead World Soda, you know. <laughs> um, so yeah, if you're if you're in Dayton, pick some up from there. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, that's all I got this week. All right, that's it. All four of those. That's all you got. <laughs> that's all the plugs I got. Well, he does have a whole page. Yeah. This is true. This I, is I got true. like a, a page I just rotated out all the time. But uh, so if you ever need a plug, anyone out there in podcast, like, <laughs> I am a plug whore. So just <laughs> plug whore. <laughs> mm-hmm. Black's his favorite. (laughs) (laughs) Always bet on black. (laughs) Uh, Until uh, next time, I'm Trike. I'm Stephanie. And I'm apparently the historian Big Dev. (laughs) (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm.